the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Media. Good morning. You're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Tuesday morning. You are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Damien Clotto and David Dawson. Hey, guys. Happy hey, Tuesday. Hey. hey, happy Tuesday, everybody. It's a beauty out there, too. It's a little oh, chilly, yeah. but it, it is beautiful. It of course, is. I mean, later on, you're going to tell us even more good news about that, I'll give you? you all the insight and everything you need to know weather-wise for our area. <laughs> all right. Also, today's the feast day of St. Jacinta as well as Francisco Marto. Now you say, who are they? They were two of the three who uh, saw the apparition of Our Lady in Fatima. And uh, both Mm -hmm. died at a very young age. As a matter of fact, Francisco died the day after he received his first Holy Communion at the age of 10. And uh, Jacinta died at the age of nine. So... um, We will offer up a prayer on their behalf and ask for their intercession this morning. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Saints Jacinta and Francisco teach us how to love one another, especially sinners. Little shepherds of Fatima, help us to come to the refuge of Mary's Immaculate Heart. So to receive the graces we need at this time and to come to the beauty of life that is to come. We trust as you did in the words of our Blessed Mother, who taught you to pray the rosary every day in honor of Our Lady of the Rosary, because only she can help us. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Beautiful. Amen. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Damien. Looking forward to our Saint of the Day and also looking forward to some events we have in our listening area at 10 after. We will give you all of the details coming up, so stay tuned. You can also go to ccmedia.live and find the events as well. In 18 minutes, Regina Boyd joins us. She's going to be talking about building healthy connections with others. Maybe this is something we need to work on, Mm -hmm. especially after the pandemic. Uh, Maybe this is something we've always needed to work on, but building healthy connections. Leaving Loneliness Behind is the title of her book, Five Keys to Experiencing God's Love and Building Healthy Connections with Others. So looking forward to this conversation with Regina. In 35 minutes, Dr. Tina Holland joins us. She's the president of Franciscan Missionaries of Our Lady University in Baton Rouge, also known as Fran Yu, and she will be giving us her monthly update. And in 48 minutes, we are going to be laughing out loud with Catholic comic Carl Kozlowski. He's going to be talking about coming together through comedy and Catholic laughter. So right. I thought the perfect person to interview Carl was 
Damien. Yeah, it's Damien. So I, I don't know if I can handle it. <laughs> Damien makes us laugh. <laughs> now looking forward For to it. Reasons, I never heard a Catholic laughter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, Damien, looking forward to your weather report. What okay, do you have? Okay. Well, a few clouds are lingering over our area right now, but they're going to clear out rather quickly, and it is just going to be a gorgeous Tuesday with plenty of sunshine. High of 74, low of 49. No rain in the forecast. Just a light breeze blowing tomorrow it's going to get a little warmer even high is going to be 76 low 56 only a slight chance of rain some of y'all might get wet most of us won't Uh, and it's going to pick up as far as winds go they're going to be blowing out of the south southwest at about 10 to 15 and then thursday a carbon copy of wednesday only windier that's Hmm. right Winds are going to be blowing up to 25 miles an hour on Thursday. So uh, anyway, with that being said, temperatures in and around the area right now. Home at Thibodeau, it's 43. Covington, it's 38 degrees. And Baton Rouge, it's 40 degrees. Gulfport, it's also 40. Mobile, 41. And New Orleans reporting 48 degrees. It's 10 after the hour. We have your gospel coming up next here on Wake Up. Good Tuesday morning, I'm Father Chris Decker, and today's gospel is taken from Matthew chapter 6. Jesus said to his disciples, In praying, do not babble like the pagans who think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. Your Father knows what you need before you ask him. This is how you are to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. If you forgive men their transgressions, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you do not forgive men, neither will your Father forgive your transgressions. We've heard the gospel, and now we reflect. By bringing our attention to the Lord's Prayer, Today's gospel reminds us of the importance of prayer. After all, the battle of our spiritual life and the battle of prayer, well, it's the same battle, for they concern the same love and the same renunciation. In the first place, prayer serves as the thermometer that measures the vitality of our spiritual life. The frequency of our conversations with God is the best measure of our growth and holiness or the lack thereof. The reason, it's simple. Prayer is our love language with God. So how can we truly love God if we hardly ever talk with Him? And thus the Catechism calls prayer the life of the new heart, but adds, we tend to forget Him who is our life and our all. And so we pray as we live because we live as we pray. The second reason prayer is important rests in the cry that is embedded in every prayer. Help! Prayer by its very nature recognizes our helplessness on the one hand and our total dependence on God on the other. This is the critical reality because God never lets us down. And thus Jesus told Sister Faustina, The prayer of a humble and loving soul disarms the anger of my Father and draws down an ocean of blessings. 
In affirming the vital necessity of prayer, the Catechism affirms, if we do not allow the Spirit to lead us, we fall back into the slavery of sin. And it challenges us, how can the Holy Spirit be our life if our heart is far from Him? Then the Catechism makes its own the following statements. First, of St. John Chrysostom, nothing is equal to prayer. For what is impossible, it makes possible. What is difficult, easy. For it is impossible, utterly impossible, for the man who prays eagerly and invokes God ceaselessly ever to sin. And St. Alphonsus Liguori, those who pray are certainly saved, those who do not pray are certainly damned. Have a wonderful day. This is Jimmy Sagers. Thank you, Jimmy Baby and Father Chris Decker. It's almost 11 after the hour on this Tuesday morning, February the 20th. Uh, we got nine days left, folks. Wow. This month is over, and that's counting Leap Day. Whew. Think about that. Anyway, we've got some events we want to share with you, and not only for you to think about, but hopefully you may want to attend. Father Jeff Bahe and Closer Walk Ministries will be having their annual gala on Sunday, March 3rd from 4 to 7 p.m. at Mike Anderson's in the Clarion Inn and Conference Center on Highway 30 in Gonzales. Proceeds go to support Closer Walk Ministries throughout the year. Tickets for the event are $175 a person, $1,200 a table, and that'd be a table of eight. If you'd like more details, go to ccmedia.live. And the 2024 Men's Conference, I Have Called You Friends, will take place this Saturday, February 24th, uh, from 8.30 to 3 p.m. That's at St. Catherine of Siena. A regular, uh, that's in Metairie, regular registration is $45. Student res- re- uh, reservations is only $20. High school seniors or college students, that's 18 or older. That's who gets in for $20. Groups of 10 or more get $10 a person off. Once again, this is the season for retreats and yep. conferences and such. And I, I went to the one here in Baton Rouge. This is going to be another good one, too. I highly recommend it. Yes, most definitely. Well, another great event is taking place March 16th, Notre Dame Seminary Gala and Auction, honoring Good Shepherd Award recipient Larry and Barbara Hedrick. It's taking place, like I said, Saturday, March 16th. There will be a silent and live auction, a patron party, the gala and auction, uh, or gala, yeah, the gala. There's going to be dinner, cocktails, music. A, a, literally a dessert room. There's a yeah, room yeah. just for dessert. That's right. And also Catholic Community Media is going to be, be there. there serving some food. So mm-hmm. stop by, grab a plate, say hello. Mm-hmm. We're very excited to be a part of this as well, but definitely go and support Notre Dame Seminary as well. ccmedia.live is where you can go and find out more information. Yeah, and if you want to meet Gabby, just go to straight to the dessert room. That's where <laughs> she'll be hanging out. St. <laughs> 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 Jude the Apostle Catholic Church in Baton Rouge, speaking of retreats they're going to have a men's one day only retreat the date of the event is saturday march 23rd and it's entitled you're a good man may god god given dignity and purpose my god given dignity and purpose i'm sorry when i heard a good man i was thinking charlie, charlie brown. brown i was yep, waiting yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but i held back and then it screwed me up on the restaurant anyway you're a good man 
My God-given dignity and purpose is the focus of the retreat. It's $15 per person. Lunch and study materials will be provided. It's Saturday, March 23rd, as I said, from 9 to 1. So it should be able to easily attend. Presenters will be Deacon Michael Parker and Scott LaSavio. And if you'd like more information, go to ccmedia.live for the details. That is going to be powerful, those two. Our Lady of Mercy Catholic Church is having a married couples retreat March 9th and 10th at St. Joseph's Abbey in Covington. And so for more details, go to faithandmarriage.org, or you can always go to ccmedia.live. And guys, we're two weeks away from our Woo-hoo. pledge drive that's coming up. That's uh, It's going to start March through 5th, and it's going to be through Thursday, March the 7th. We're going to be on till 10 a.m. in the morning with great guests. Yes. Starting, starting, you know, at this hour, all the way till 10 a.m. Uh-huh. Variety of guests, and this is where we celebrate. We're also asking you to help us keep the lights on at Catholic Community Media. It means a whole lot to a whole lot of other people, so stay tuned. Good stuff's coming. Alrighty, folks. Well, don't go too far because not only is good stuff coming up when it comes to events in our pledge drive, but also our guest, Regina Boyd, is coming up next here on Wake Up. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for February 20th. Today we celebrate Saints Jacinta and Francisco Mardo. Those of us of a certain age can vividly recall the rich story of Fatima we learned about as children. That story begins in 1917 outside the town 100 miles or so north of Lisbon. It was a time of great turmoil in Portugal and in the rest of Europe as well. In May 1917, as they played and minded their sheep, the Blessed Mother appeared to Francisco and Jacinta Marto, nine and seven years old respectively, and their cousin, Lucia dos Santos, who was ten. Mary asked the children to return to that spot on the thirteenth day of each month for the next half year. At each visit, she asked them to learn to read and write and to pray the rosary for sinners, for world peace, and for the conversion of Russia. Within two years of the apparitions, Francisco was dead of influenza. Jacinta's death followed soon after. When she grew up, Lucia became a Carmelite nun. Sister Lucia died in 2005, five years after Jacinta and Francisco were beatified. The two younger shepherds were canonized by Pope Francis in May 2017. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. It is 19 past the hour. You are tuning your heart to the truth. Regina Boyd is our first guest today. She's the author of her new book, Leaving Loneliness Behind, Five Keys to Experiencing God's Love and Building Healthy Connections with Others. Good morning, Regina. Thank you so much for joining us today. Good morning. Pleasure to be with you. So this actually comes hand in hand with uh, with my uh, reflection from this morning. Uh, we were talking, well, we were ta- I was talking to God. We were reflecting on healthy relationships and those rocky relationships, especially with family. It just happened to be the reflection for today. So I feel like God was totally prepping me for this interview, Regina, and I'm very excited to get started 
This is something that many of us experience. So take us through your book and those five keys. Yeah, so the book is really about what do we do to get the most out of our relationships? And it can be any relationship, a friendship, a spouse, a family member. When we have those points of disconnection, when we're feeling distant, it's a sign that we're longing for a deeper connection with somebody else. And I believe there's five keys or five ways to enhance that connection. We talk about authentic connections, showing up in a genuine way, communicating through conflict, navigating conflict in a healthy way, vulnerability, healing after a betrayal, and self-gift. When we lay down our lives for another person and live out that calling to Christ, these are all ways that can really help us feel connected and close and like we have solid relationships. One of the things that I continuously hear, especially recently around me, is family conflict. Whether it's children having a conflict with their parents, adult children having a conflict with their parents, setting boundaries, um, or having like a rift, especially during the pandemic or things when it comes to religion, politics, this can be quite difficult, especially when gathering for the holidays. But how do we as adults navigate those relationships when we want to have a relationship with that family member or person close to us? Um, How can this book guide us? Yeah, I think there's lots of ways to do that. In particular, you really want to think about the emotional safety of being in that person's presence. How much bandwidth do you have to be able to be in their presence for how long? We want to be aware of all of those things. Are there coping strategies, stress-reducing tools we can do ahead of time to get ourselves in the zone, so to speak, making sure we're prayed up and all of those good things going into the experience? And then even if you feel like there needs to be a conversation at some point, again, what are we going to do ahead of time and prepare for that conversation so that it can be as fruitful and productive as possible? So I always say just Mm -hmm. being really transparent about your experience. If you feel it's time to have that conversation, just let the person know, you know, hey, there's something been on my heart and my mind that I really want to speak to you about. Uh, I've been noticing these dynamics or these things come up in our relationship. I'm concerned about them. I want, you know, you're important to me and I want to make sure that we have the best relationship possible. Now, even when we do this, it doesn't mean the person will respond well, right? That's what I mean by Mm -hmm. emotional safety. Sometimes we have to be mindful of how vulnerable we can be. You know, is this somebody who's going to reciprocate well? Are they going to be respectful and kind when we open up and share certain things? Or are they going to reject that, make fun of us, or even possibly share what we say to somebody else? And so Mm -hmm. taking all of that into consideration, right, we might set everything up perfectly and it still might not be received well. And being able to be prepared for that and knowing that, at least we did our part to be kind and charitable and create that opportunity for reconciliation. But, you know, the other person might not be ready for that yet. And that that's okay too. I think that's something that is um, very tough to swallow when it comes to that conclusion. Uh, but let's bring God into the picture because God and the Holy Spirit can guide us, especially through our words and actions to prepare us maybe for that tough conversation. Talk to us how, I mean, tell us, Regina, how we can speak to God and ask the Holy Spirit to guide those words and trust that the conversation will go how it's meant to go and how he wills it. 
Yeah, I think as you're praying, you want to invite the Lord into the conversation. What is He calling you to? Being mindful of what are those areas of your heart that are hurting and that really need to be addressed? What is it that you need and wish to have from this person? So anytime we want to have a conversation with somebody, we want to always state that positive need instead of thinking about, well, you don't do enough of this or you're not meeting this need for me. Instead say, I really wish we could spend more time together. I really enjoy time with you. So we always express that need in a positive way. And part of that is going to come from our prayer with the Lord when we feel those pangs and those longings. The same way when we have a physical pain, we can make decisions about, should I go to the doctor for this pain or can I tough it out? We have spiritual and emotional pains that come up that we want to be attuned to, especially in prayer, that the Lord can shine his light on and help us discern, is this something that I should bring up in my relationship with the other person or not? Is this something that I can express to them? And so I think that's a mm-hmm. great way to start. I think so, too. You're also a licensed Catholic therapist. What are you seeing when you have people come to you when they're navigating a topic like this? How do you go about um, helping them and kind of giving them the tools they need? Yeah, I think any type of strategy that helps you to de-stress is going to be paramount. So are you getting good sleep, the basic needs, healthy eating, good sleep, exercise? Are we praying regularly? If we're doing all of those things, then we can talk about specific strategies for each person that helps them. So it can be anything from journaling to maybe uh, some type of breathing exercise where we incorporate prayer as well to, again, to get you in that mindset so you can be ready for the conversation. I like to think of it as a meter. So if you were to rate your level of stress given that situation with that specific person on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the most stressful, we want to make sure you're going into that conversation with the lowest level number of possible. So anytime you're with that person, if you're usually at a level 8, we want to be engaging in those practices, journaling, prayer, breathing, exercise ahead of time so that instead of starting the conversation at a level 8, you're at maybe a 5, And so that by the time you're done with that conversation, you've only gone up to a seven and it's not as overwhelming for you. So we really want to be strategic um, going into those situations. It helps us feel a little less caught off guard and and more able to think on our toes and be attentive to our needs. I'm actually quite grateful that you've written a book like this. There are so many young people struggling with this right now, and they want to find a Catholic approach on how to navigate something like this, especially with friendships. Um, Social media kind of ties in with that as well. Um, But what was your inspiration behind writing a book like this? Yeah, um, I just really am a huge fan of relationships in general. I'm a marriage and family therapist and also a mental health counselor, and I, I believe we're designed for relationships. They're fundamental to our existence. God made us for relationships. He made us like himself. We believe in a God who is Trinity, who is Father, Son, and Spirit, and exists eternally in relationship. And so we reflect this uniquely in our being, And when we have healthy connections and healthy relationships, we're more acting in that image and likeness of God. And so I really believe it's fundamental. We can't exist without one another. And so when we do relationships well, and that's what what I hope to do through therapy is helping people do that well, 
our relationships can be an encounter with God, not only for ourselves, but we can be that for other people as well. And so I just think it's so valuable and important to help get us to that final destination of holiness, you know, at the end of the day. You talk about different topics like marriage, the workplace, friendships, uh, family relationships, and so many other uh, scenarios as well. Regina, where can our listeners and viewers pick up a copy of your book, Leaving Loneliness Behind, Five Keys to Experiencing God's Love and Building Healthy Connections with Others? It's available at AveMariaPress.com and also on Amazon. Perfect. Thank you so much, Regina, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Definitely check that out. I linked her book in the comment section for today's Facebook Live video, but tis the season, you guys, for fish fries happening oh, in our yeah. listening area. There are so many of them taking place. You can go to ccmedia.live all the way from Baton Rouge to the Archdiocese to Biloxi. Um, so definitely check those out. Find the one that's maybe closest to you. Take a look at their menu. They have drive through They have dine-in, takeout. There's so many different options as well. Each uh, one is di different and unique. So I want to mention the one at St. Catherine of Siena, only because I've done a lot of fish fries. Mm -hmm. But on theirs for this week, soft-shell crab. Come on. Can you believe? Whoa. Yes. Listen, they, they have $15. <laughs> you can get fish, shrimp, or a combo plate. Or for $18, a soft-shell crab plate. That's and cheap. it comes with fries, salad, and hush puppies. That's uh, not, does that, it have holiday? Because you know, I, I'm not, I, I, you know, I don't know, I'm but kidding. I can tell you oh, what, soft it, shell uh, crab. that you, is cool. awesome. So if you want a soft shell crab and you've been craving one, yeah, you can get one for eighteen bucks this this Friday that is at St. Catherine Siena. That's right. Okay. Boy, that's a, I, I just had to throw that out. <laughs> I there don't blame you. I may I may drive from Baton Rouge that to, to Metairie to get get a couple uh, plates. Destination. There you go. Crabs. Yeah. Oh my goodness, Dr. Tina Holland from Franciscan Missionaries of Our Lady University in Baton Rouge has a wonderful update for us. Stay with us. It is half past the hour on Wake Up. the hour you're tuning your heart to the truth i'm david dawson along with damian Kalata, and right now we are joined by dr tina holland she's the president of franciscan missionaries of our lady university in baton rouge or fran U, which is a lot easier to say welcome back dr tina hello how are you this morning david doing great doing great and i hope your lent is going well um, yes, it is. You've got a lot going on at uh, Fran U. Tell us, what's the latest? Well, a lot's going on all because it's, um, it's Lent, of course, yeah. and it's time for us to remember, you know, um, a very important time in the liturgical year, especially as a Catholic institution. Mm -hmm. And we're getting ready to have um, a Catholic, celebrating Catholic Higher Ed Week, which is an important time, again, to uh, highlight our identity as a Catholic and Franciscan institution, mm -hmm. and we have some really exciting developments in uh, graduate-level academic programming. As you know, the, the university offers um, degrees from the associate's level clear through the doctoral level, yeah. and we, we 
you know, adjust our programs, develop our programs, and offer them based upon what the needs are right. out in the community, what the demands are in terms of um, the health of our citizens. And so uh, two of our most recent programs that are really uh, being highlighted these days are our Master's in Nutritional Science, hmm. which has become, it, it's become the first in the Gulf Coast and the only in the Gulf Coast uh, to become the, um, what's called a uh, education or future education model graduate program. So what that means is it is available um, for any type of undergrad to go into uh, dietetics and nutrition Mm -hmm. with the appropriate um, uh, prerequisites. And it's so that it could open up the field to more people who are interested and capable of serving in the area of nutrition. I would imagine this is a, I would imagine this is a growing field, right? Because everybody's taking a more holistic approach and everything to their health. And, uh, uh, and, and so you're the first on the Gulf coast or the only on the Gulf coast. Is that right? My goodness. The first and first and only so far. Wow. Um, and what's so important is again, it's because our mission is to, you know, really meet the needs of the community. Uh, and that's, that's what we're doing. The need, as you know, for um, nutritional health is so important, especially uh, in the Gulf area, given the uh, the metrics that we have for obesity yeah. and other um, dietetic-related kinds of uh, chronic illnesses that then cause other kinds of chronic illnesses. Right. This really will get to the root causes of some of our health care challenges. Well, there is one thing we know how to do in South Louisiana and all along the Gulf Coast. We do know how to cook and we do know how to eat, but it does have to take right. some kind of turn. We got to do something healthier. I know I say that to myself every day, you know. So uh, That's this, right. <laughs> this is this is fantastic. You know what? I'm, I'm going to take a, a step back. You were talking about higher education week uh, that y'all are uh, observing, yeah, right? Catholic. Catholic higher celebrating Catholic higher education week. Okay, what what are y'all doing anything special this week for that? Yes, we are actually. We'll uh, we will have. It's not this week. It's um, actually coming up in March. Okay. Um, but it will be. Um, you know, we ha- will have some guest uh, speakers. Yeah. Um, okay. Great. Uh, gosh, Chamacy from uh, um, Notre Dame is coming. Oh, right. Uh, we have always speakers as part of our. Um, our ethics um, speaker series. Great. And uh, we will have lots of student-led kinds of prayer sessions, um, Bible Mm -hmm. study. There's a Divine Mercy um, devotion. Okay. And what's really neat is uh, Campus Ministry is um, now very significantly student-led, and the amount of participation has just skyrocketed. Oh, wonderful. You're talking about in things like uh, the Divine Mercy Chaplet and and such, right? Yes. Okay. Wow. That is that is so good to know. That's, that's one thing I've always loved about Fran Yu is how Catholic-centered you are and, and everything that y'all do. You also have something coming up. Uh, it's, it's a Master's in ABA. Talk about that. Yes. So another one of our graduate level programs that we are um, providing in order to, again, meet a rising need in the community is the Master's in Applied Behavioral Analysis, uh-huh. which not enough people know about and because there's such a great need. And uh, 
uh, ABA or applied behavioral analysis is related to a, um, a therapy uh, primarily for children, though sometimes it's for people with autism, mm -hmm. but it's primarily, I mean, not with um, adults with uh, um, Alzheimer's, but it's primarily for children with um, autism okay. um, that are somehow on the autism spectrum or something that they call autism spectrum disorder or mm -hmm. ASD. Okay. And the prevalence of this disorder is um, quite a bit higher than many people might imagine. Yeah. Where you're talking about, um, you know, throughout the world, yeah. about one in 39 children by the age of eight are being diagnosed with ASD. This is something um, I'm familiar with because, I mean, I am seeing it more and more. And what I was curious about it, is it, is it because... It is increasing the the autism the, the, the you know effect or is it just we are now more aware of it? Uh, that's what I don't understand. It's, it's I, all I know is there's probably, a, you know seems to be growing. It's probably a symptom of both. Okay, um, because we are able to diagnose it so often um, before we had any sort of true understanding of um, this particular behavioral disorder, we would see, well, that kid's just kind of socially awkward yeah, or right. um, the child can't communicate appropriately mm -hmm. because, um, and then we saw that it's, it's on a full spectrum yeah. and it, uh, the uh, difficulties can range from simply being a, maybe perhaps seeming a little bit socially awkward mm -hmm. all the way to being incapable of communicating. Yes. Um, so the earlier detection has been found to be unbelievably critical to their um, the person's ability to be uh, streamlined into education. Uh, it's, okay. um, it, it has been found to be the only therapy, ABA therapy is the only therapy that has we have found um, empirical evidence that we can actually break down barriers to learning. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. There is, there is hope for, for folks who are um, struggling with that, then. That is, that is so yeah. good to know. Now, this is, I believe you had mentioned this is in, in Louisiana. This is, uh, I mean, as far as Fran you goes, you're the only ones that are hands-on approach more than online approach, right? Yes, okay. yes. So we do take, um, again, because we're Franciscan, we um, really insist upon a relationship-based education. Yeah. And you really have to do this uh, hands-on. Um, there has to be lots of uh, clinical and teaching opportunities in a master's program like this because of the fact that it is so, uh, this, this therapy is so interactive yeah. and so relational. Right, right. Oh, that's fantastic. And so once again, uh, Fran Yu is blazing the trail for that, too. Yeah, go ahead, Gabby. I'm sorry. I didn't realize. Well, I'm glad there's more awareness. And I think that you're absolutely right, Dr. Holland, uh, to support the parents and the family members mm -hmm. who are just wanting to do the best for their children, especially children who are on the spectrum. Um, having those resources readily available, I think, is becoming more and more prominent. And also educating uh, people to know a little bit more about the autism spectrum and how we can support parents and offer those resources. I'm so glad that uh, Fran Yu is moving in that direction and has been for quite a while. So thank you so much for uh, giving Indeed. us those details today. Of course. Thanks for the opportunity to share that. Sure, sure. Well, Dr. Holland, it, it was great visiting with you again. I love that because every time you come on, y'all have something new, huge, and 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 
active going on in our community and beyond. So I just think I love that about Fran Yu. And above all, you are Catholic-centered. So if folks want to learn more mm-hmm. about uh, Fran Yu, where do they go? Oh, www.franu.edu. All right. And for the... Um, uh, you know, the application for the uh, master's in nutrition, yes. um, make sure you uh, go to the website and apply.franu.edu. Fantastic. Dr. Tina, thank you so much for joining us again. God bless. Bye-bye. All right. We come back. Damien's going to be talking to Carl Kozlowski. I hope you can say it better than I can, Damien. Alrighty, welcome back. 12 minutes before the top of the hour, and it is Tuesday morning. With us now, Carl Kozlowski. He is a Catholic comic, and he's also here to share uh, how he's bringing Catholics together through comedy and Catholic laughter. Good morning, Carl. It's probably pretty early for you. Are you still out in the L.A. area? (laughs) No, actually, I I live in Little Rock, my hometown, but uh, we're based out there. As far as business-wise, my partner's still out there. I was there until about four years ago. I lived in L.A. almost 20 years. But uh, thanks for having me, Damon. Oh, you're more than welcome. Okay. Well, I love a good laugh. And, in fact, I've always said laughter is the best medicine for anyone. And I'm sure you feel the same way being a comic. Uh, But uh, how do you bring uh, laughter now to local diocese, because you've definitely got started with the blessing of the, the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, right? Yep, yep. So my business that I run with, uh, my one of my best friends, Scott Vince, he's another Catholic comic. Uh, we call it Catholic Laughter. You can find out more at www.catholiclaughter.com. And, um, yeah, we were... Uh, uh, we started doing uh, comedy shows during the donut hour at a uh, parish in Hollywood that was uh, run by a very good friend of mine of 20 years, uh, uh, Father Don Wozniki, and he knew we did comedy and he invited us to entertain the donut hour, and uh, it grew and grew and grew over once monthly shows, and then uh, eventually we did a, uh, a nighttime fundraiser pulled together an amazing lineup of Catholic comics, and uh, we we had the fire department show up because we went 30 oh, yes. people over capacity, and they said, you got to stop selling tickets. <laughs> so, you know, we were both through the way, and so now that inspired us to start the business in 2017, and we bring real big three-comic, um, like a real comedy club show to churches and Catholic venues uh, and events, but uh, we guarantee, we call it clean stand-up comedy with a Catholic twist. And you're guaranteed that uh, nothing, no foul language, nothing inappropriate will be said. And um, if anybody wonders, well, gee, what are they going to joke about? Yeah. Um, all our jokes by, uh, by a team of priests, uh, anything that has to do with Jesus or the church or whatever, not all our jokes are about that. It's, uh, the main thing is providing a clean night of comedy. I do the most Catholic humor as the MC. Well, we run everything by the priests and uh, by like four different priests, and so we, you know, they, they tell us what's funny or tell us what not to do. So, wow. gotcha. So, wow. so if they don't laugh, you figure you just scratch that joke, or you uh, <laughs> uh, and and and, and, works, and, right? and do all your jokes start out with well, you know, did you hear the one about a priest, a rabbi, oh, and a yeah. Protestant oh. walking to a bar? Hopefully not. I would there think you goes. got more than that, right? No, no, no. we do, we do uh, freshly written <laughs> jokes. 
And, uh, um, yeah, so I'll tell you one, uh, I talk about how when I was 10 years old, every little old lady and nun would come up to me and say, hello, have you thought about being a priest? Yeah. And now I'm over 50 and I'm still single. My life's come full circle. Every little old lady and nun, I go up to little old ladies at my church and I say, so, do you have a daughter of my age that I could go out with? And they look at Oh, it's not about being a priest. That's but, right. Hey, there but, you go. But what a vocation that you uncovered, uh, because this is really unique. And mm-hmm. and what inspired you? I mean, was it your Catholic faith? Was it something that you just felt like, hey, it's missing, and we've got to go down this road and and, oh, and try it out? Um, yeah. Well, I was always uh, I wanted to be a comic since I was a kid, and my dad is. Uh, I, I'm, I'm joking here, but. Uh, he's he's more Catholic than the Pope, almost. <laughs> and so he's like, uh, you know. So he and he's from Poland. He didn't quite get a, my American humor, but he always uh, scared the uh, sense enemy of always being clean, and uh, and that carried over well. I started. I performed at a couple of comedy contests in college. I went to Texas Christian University, and I did the the cleanest sets and the competitions that I won. Wow. Um, two years in a row, and uh, and so I just always had the passion from there, you know, to uh, uh, keep it clean. And um, now, uh, you know, the, I've had a big um, set of uh, circumstances about a year and a half ago that really, I mean, I was always practicing, but it really, I had like kind of a, a miraculous situation that's too long of a story probably, but um, I just uh, was like, okay, I'm doing 100%. Whatever I do in my life, I'm doing for you, Jesus, nice. and uh, to honor the church. And so that's that's uh, become a really uh, big mission for me and my partner now. So, how does one go about booking you uh, to come to their diocese? What is, is there a phone number, a website? Let people know because this is a different twist. It is. We hear about retreats. We hear about missions. But why not a, a, a oh, night yeah, or two of fun. comedy? I think that would be great. So how do they get in touch <laughs> well, with you? you? Okay, well, first of all, I just want to also mention we do fundraisers for retreats, and um, and uh, we also perform at Catholic conferences aside from parishes. Uh, we raised $120,000 in one night for the Modern Dolorosa Retreat uh, outside of Los Angeles uh, last wow. April. And we're about to do our third annual fundraiser in Cleveland um, in April 20th. And uh, so anyways, um, you can find us at www.catholiclaughter.com. And um, there's a contact us page on there. Just uh, send us a note through there, and we'll be back in touch with you Look at his split. Nice. And you've got a number of comedians in your stable, so to speak. Share yeah. with them. I mean, Mary Gallagher, Paul Rodriguez. These are people that you've seen on national television on yeah. an ongoing basis, all the late-night talk shows, right? Yeah. So, one, uh, like, I always had... I always have a really high standard. I was an arts editor and entertainment editor for a weekly paper for 17 years at the Pasadena Weekly in the L.A. area. And I was like, I don't care if we're not as big as the LA Times. I'm going to get the best interviews possible. You know, the, Pasadena has a surprisingly huge amount of um, celebrities come through for various reasons. America's oldest comedy club is there. And uh, so I got to know all sorts of comedians uh, by publicizing them. And then uh, the ones that are clean and especially Catholic, uh, I went, uh, you know, we called in to help do our shows. 
And we guarantee that not only is the show clean, it is going to be guaranteed hilarious because all our headliners at every show we do, we bring you somebody who's been on national television all the way up to outright legends that have done it a million times. Mm. But Mary Gallagher was on the Stephen Colbert show. Paul Rodriguez is one of Comedy Central's 100 Greatest Comics of All Time. Um, and uh, we have uh, Brian Kiley, who was Conan O'Brien's head writer for 25 years and was one of Letterman's favorite comics, Carl, and um, I, quite a few others, yeah. Yeah, man, look, we're out of time, and you know what that's all about. But look, CatholicLaughter.com, <laughs> thank you so much for being with us, and who knows, we, we may be calling you for a fundraiser in the very Sounds near future. fun, yes. Oh, please do. We'd love to do it. All righty. Carl Kozlowski, he is a comic, but he's also a head of CatholicLaughter.com. He and his partner, uh, Scott Vinci. Uh, so, uh, yeah. man, different entertainment for sure, and be worth coming to your uh, church parish. All right. Well, feast day of St. Jacinta and Francisco Marto, so let's wrap up with a prayer. It's been an active day, to say the least. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. St. Jacinta and Francisco, dear shepherd children of Fatima, you were chosen by heaven to see our Blessed Mother and to deliver her message of conversion to the world that has strayed far from God. Help us to pray and to make sacrifices to those who offend offend our Lord so deeply. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you back here tomorrow at 7 a.m. Central Time. Johnny Aber joins us with his gospel reflection. We're talking about soul core and Catholic fitness, Dr. Jordan Haddad with Catholic 101 and so much more. And thank you so much to Jeff Blackwell, our audio director, and Karen Cotton, our video technical director, for making our show look and sound absolutely amazing today. Have a wonderful Tuesday. God bless. Wake up is a production of Catholic Community Media.